Is it just me or are loud clubs good in Leinster? We'll be discussing this and a whole lot more and the minor final after Oasis in episode 174 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Sing so a terrific weekend of football overall. You had the big wins for the Martins um, on, on the Sunday, then the big win yesterday, Saturday for Glen Emmett's. And on Friday night, you had the minor final replay. So we're going into all three of those games. You'll have under 20 roundup as well. And we have also um, a look, well, I suppose the Feckins, they were, they were the only team, the odd team out. That they were beaten, the Horlers were beaten on Saturday by Oliver Plunkett from Mullingar, Westmead Horland. That was Intermediate Horland Championship in Leinster. Um, but I will be previewing their game. That'll probably be out tomorrow night between um, Feckins and Trim. That'll be on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. That's going to be a humdinger of a game Wednesday night in Ashbourne under the lights. Yeah, it's going to be a really special night. Um, really, really uh, good game. Two really good teams going at A lot of similarities between the sides. I caught up with Sean Wall. We, we chatted about the game as we walked out of the Gaelic grounds on Saturday. So a nice little trim preview. And uh, I'll be going into it in more depth myself on my own. But yeah, so I think I'll start with the, the minor final. Like, I was commentating on it, I was doing it with Aaron High, um, loud minor manager the past two years going into next year, so it'd be, it'd be three year term. And a lot of people would say that um, it was a poor game. Well, a lot of people have said to me it was a poor game, but I would say they're only going off the scoreline. To me, it was a really, really good game. It was, it was like, i never seen such physicality. And I thought the first final was very physical. And I thought that wouldn't be matched, but it was on Friday night. They, there was, it was a great settling. There was a massive crowd, a massive crowd for minor final on a Friday night under the lights. It was just massive. That really added to the occasion. Um, the early goal for the underdogs, the Feckins, uh, sent them on their way. I thought it was uh, Sayers, Sayers in the in the commentary, in between him. I looked at it back to see it, and it was actually Sean O'Driscoll who got the goal. Uh, in the in the in the drawn game, but the way the way it worked out in, in real time, Sayers actually makes the exact same run. He nearly shadows uh, O'Driscoll, and O'Driscoll gets the goal away, and Sayers turns away to celebrate, and it looks like he got the goal. So he fooled me. So well done to him, and but well done to Sean O'Driscoll for getting the early goal. That sent them on the way. They were flying. Aaron McGlue was getting around the field. Shane Riley was really good. Um. They were, they were just putting themselves about they were buzzing getting big turnovers Christian McCluskey at the back um, uh, Tom Keane as well or Paddy Keane was it was getting big turnovers too and it was all going the way but then Cameron Maher steps up um, gets the first uh, score to settle them with freeze because I think they did 8 or 9 wides before they got their first score um, Sean Reynolds he ends, up, he ends up kicking a wonderful score and then it was level going in at half time. Jamie Dornan gets a lovely mark and finish. Then you thought, right, this is going to be, this is playing similar to the draw game where the Feckins are that spirited collective bunch are pulling up against the individuals uh, of the combination side. And it proved to be the case because they went ahead again. The combination side, Jamie Dornan gets a quick point, um, Cameron gets another score, and then Andrew Wogan gets a whopping 45, there'll be more of that to come. 
and they look comfortable, nearly too comfortable, similar to a drawing game. They've loads of time, loads of space, not that much urgency on the play. They were, they were spraying the ball around, keeping the width. And then Aaron McGlue just kicks a, t- a thundering point, pure determination. And then from that kick out, intercepts a Joe McCardle uh, short kick out, intercepts it. And then on the same run, in the same motion, lobs um, McCardle. It was a hell of a move. It was in the final quarter, and that added to the excitement of the occasion as well. Because then they took, they were leading by, uh, leading by a point, and you thought, "Geez, they're going to win it. They're going to steal this one." Um, Cameron Maher, after a patient move, the ball was walked onto his left foot on the run, clips it over. A seven on. You probably thought, right, Grant, extra time, probably a fair kind of way to just settle two sides down and get a winner. Andrew Wogan. 15-year-old, I think he's a third-choice goalkeeper for Jordan United. He's a big future ahead of him. Had the nerves to come up to kick this stuff that dreams are made of, um, kicking the free to win it in the minor final, he does so. Um, really wonderful strike. Um, and There's a lot of players there with big futures. Um, because I, I, I would add to that, they have big futures because they're coming into sides that will will lead them and really benefit from them. Like the Feckins. They'll be going into senior next year. Senior championship football. The likes of Shane Riley, Cattle O'Reilly, um, Aaron Medlew, um all those players, Sean O'Driscoll, um, Christian McCluskey, uh, Kyle Meegan, couple of, all those players, a couple of them, a lot of them will come in and be really, really useful in bulking up the panel. Maybe put their hands up and say, I want to play, so I want to start. I want to play first team football, and um, the Dolans as well, Caleb and that. They they all want. They're physical enough to do it. They're physical enough to make an impact straight away. And then on the other side, the combination side, Jamie Dolan is going to be a massive addition to the Mitchells. And um, really, really lively player over the two games. What I've seen of him. And um, then you have the there's some really good footballers there from the O'Connells, like the Jake Corrigan and what have you. They'll make an impact too. They'll, like, they'll be badly needed for those players for coming down, lift morale, having been relegated last year. Um, and then who else is there? All those demanding boys. Like, there's a crop of them lads with the Butterleys um, coming in, 18, 19 year old, like five or six, probably looking at nearly half of the team under 18, 19, and one going to be still too young. But they'll all come in and have a Ryan hate me and that like the captain. They'll all have a massive impact at, at junior level for Stabannon. Stabannon had a really good season this year, even though they were missing a lot of players come that final game in the quarter final loss against the Piercy. They'll come and they are coming and it's amazing the way things turn around, you know, you get a couple of good underage teams, bring them in, bred them in and and they they'll 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 reap it to so similar to the Kevins. Those Mahers will come in, they'll have an impact in a in a team like that is going the right places. Um, obviously the Maher will come in with the two older brothers is there brothers there as well. But not just those two boys, because uh, credit to Keith Martin, his grandmother Philomena passed away. Um would have been mother of all those Martin players that would have played for Lanier down the years, really good players and that when they were under pump. As well, so he 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 showed an awful lot of character as well to play and to play well at cornerback. So he'll come in as well, add the defenders to the Kevins, which probably what they need. Um, looking at the development of the, the kind of the structure of their team, but um, yeah. So Thomas Guyon as well. Um, look, look at 
Th- those players will come in and add to it uh, across the board. Um, also, I really like Devin Carney as well. Uh, really good football over the two games. Very, very dynamic lad from half-back. So, keep an eye out for those players. They, they, it looks to be a nice bunch. It's not like they'll, they'll be forgotten about and they won't force their way into teams. They'll force their way in and they'll add to it and maybe blow them on a little bit on the back of winning things and being used to winning things as well. So, um, the re- I mentioned Philomena Martin there. That, that's why the game was probably moved from Dunlear for the Martins to Hagerstown. And might be a different uh, competition and a different venue. It was the same result, same performance, same standards. It was just a relentless, efficient day in in a lovely in a lovely house in a lovely summer a lovely sun kissed day in Hagerstown like the the weather was perfect the pitch held up there was a there was a serious wind blowing to, for Ratfilly early on but when you heard Ratfilly were missing a couple of players like the likes of Robbie Doyle their, their goalie very experienced goalie probably played against Larry numerous times for Carlo he was out full back um, was out as well and then the wing forward Colin Injuries, possibly COVID contact, close contacts, rumours like that about. I don't know, but then you're you're missing them, and then on the other side, the jocks were um, were able to bring in Valetti on, on the wing. He comes in with Jack Murphy, who injured his hand in the, in the senior final, and then JP Rooney didn't make it, so Brian McQuillan come in, who's been pushing this past couple of games, will be the first sub in most games, and. They needed everything to go their way, Raffili, and they had the wind early on, but it still didn't make any difference because um, it was it was in, it was a clo- it was competitive for all of the nearly the first quarter, but still the Martins went in four two ahead at that stage, and you you kind of felt right. They're just torn the screw, they're applying the pressure, they're feeling each other out here, and the Martins are just sizing them up. Conor Morgan, he's uh, he he's continued his good form. He he picked up Brian Murphy. They're um, the, the, the top scorer in the Carroll Championship, and he didn't he didn't even score from play. Brian Murphy he got a point from a free um, just after the first half water break, but Morgan scored from play just beforehand. Um, Sam settles him down. Connor Whelan was excellent. Um, Stephen Campbell countered again. Wayne Campbell and uh, Brendan Murphy we mentioned him with with uh, Robert Sanson, and he was good. He was very good. Murphy, to be fair, he claimed a lot of high balls. But for for some reason he went short at twenty in the twenty fifth minute. Sam read it, but um, had the wherewithal to give it to Conor Whelan. And Whelan had a lot to do. Like he could have just could have taken the easy point, but he sized it up. He knew that this chance had to be fucking punished, and he did it, buried it, and then that was it. You could you could tell right. Raffili have they have their excuse. This is it. Good luck. We 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 tried hard. We won the championship last Sunday. Um, we can just. We, we can we can just give up the ghost here, and and that's more or less what they did. Sam goes on the run then. Um, Evan Whelan pickpockets um, Brendan Murphy, lovely. Although he plucked the ball over his head, Evan kept his eye on it and tackled him, popped it out. Sam picks up that ball, runs in, drives through. You thought he was going to get a goal, could have got a goal, but then he pushes the ball over the bar and the rebound. Then Valetti finishes a great, he makes a clever run. He got he got was a, he got one one. He's very good. He'll start the next day anyway with Jack Murphy out, but he was he had an excellent game. Um, great line of running opens up the the, the boys defence and just slots it makes a 2-7 to 3 that's a 10 point lead Kevin Murphy gets a score uh, two, a second point from play 
it was like it was the first point they conceded from play since the third quarter against um, the Blues in the in the loud semi final. Let's just tell you how good they are defensively at the moment, the Martins. Without playing a sweeper, but they kind of they drop the men back and fill up the holes. Was that pressure out the field that they don't allow that ball in? Um, Kevin Murphy added them. I must actually say the first point for um, Rafili was a savage point. It was uh, they had all the wind, and Alan Kelly in the far corner of um, Hagerstown judged to win the perfection to curl over um, a sideline ball. But second half at half time the game was over. There was an air of inevitability about it. There was. It was slow, it was methodical, it was just like, right, the way the Martins play and the way they don't give up goals, they um, were, it was going to take a hell of a game from Rafili the second half and they kind of knew it wasn't going to be. In saying that, they did have a fiery start, um, they had a couple of half chances, Jake Elliott ends up getting a free, the first score of the second half, but the Martins go and hit seven in a row, seven scores in a row, Sam gets five of those seven. Three from freeze, two from play. Wayne Campbell gets a brace, lovely long range point again, and then um, they get a goal. Rafili just to put a little bit of gloss on it, and put the four minutes to go. Um, Brian Smith takes a, a free fourteen yard, fourteen yard free, and blasted the mass of bodies in front of him. Breaks back out to Conor O'Neill the sub who lashed it in the net to make it two fourteen to one five. But then Wheelow adds his third wonderful point. Um, lovely points uh, just full of confidence when you go into Leinster you kind of you don't have enough time and you don't have enough resource and you don't have enough kinda research available to keep your eye on team so you're obviously they would have went in and said right um, Sam Mulroy um, John Clutterbuck and Owen Callan three county men we had to keep an eye on them but it's the other players that aren't as well known outside the county they play and have that freedom that was Conor Whelan today um, he was outstanding he was brilliant and uh, he'll have a great championship uh, in, in, in Leinster because of that he's a little bit more freer the lads don't know his game as well as they do in, inside the county um, or all the other markers would in, in around the county as well so JP then comes on it was great to see him come on and play in Leinster Brian Barrell getting off the, off the bench as well having suffered with an injury earlier on in the season he came in young Joe McGrain gets in so they have the luxury of emptying, emptying the bench and then JP Rooney Gets craftily like JP mentioned lads that know the game JP has this craft gets out the balance out in front takes the nudge wins a free and lands it to, to close up to close up shop have the final say 216 to 15 14 point win on your first day out in Leinster having been denied last year you can tell there's a sense they want to do well in Leinster I mentioned that last week to have a really nice run now the team the pitchers become a little bit more apparent with Nace and Blessing to win it today on that side and Kill McCud on the other side with Wolf Tones and I am looking that far ahead I always look, I always look way 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 ahead yeah they have Knockmore and Dollar in the semi-final so they won today as well so that that's the way it lies out but they'll have Shell, Shell Mailers next Shell Mailers I have to find out how to say that before I do the preview um, in a couple of weeks to have them at home again with a chance to play in Crow Park in the or Leinster semi-final so it's opening up for them. They're playing well. They're full of confidence. They're getting actually players back. Although they did lose Jack Murphy. Um, they're getting players back. They're in that kind of zone where you have so much confidence after winning your county championship. You're playing with that little bit more freedom. You're training hard. You've got the celebrations over with. You can now knuckle down and focus on this. They've got the top player, Sam Roy, playing really well. 
Lynn is freeze. He's made that talisman. He's just indestructible, driving them on. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just really, really good. It could be the start of something, and um, that big win. So very, very interested to see how to get on there in a fortnight's time. I'll be previewing that on the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast as usual. Um, and then another big win was Glenn Emmett's absolutely torn on the style. It was uh, his performance I didn't see coming. Um, going into it, the form book looked at the Vincents. Um, they hadn't lost a game all year. They won the Talton Cup twice. They, won the, they finally won the Mead Junior Championship. But it, it got worse for uh, Glenn Emmett's, according to me, when I went in. No Tom Grimes. He didn't start. Darren, Danny Grimes and Conor Grimes were injured. They didn't play. So the three Grimes were wiped out from the start in 15. It was named the programme. Um, Jamie Farnham comes in to make his first start of the year. Good. I know Jamie. Would have trained Jamie. He, 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 he comes in. Um, Evan English obviously start. He, he would have started in the final anyway. And then um, who was the other player? Um, it was Keane Talbot. Keane Talbot came in and had an absolutely hell of a game. He was very, very good at half back. Um, and they just, they really and truly blew Vincent away. They, they made them look really, really average. And they also looked like they could have a big say in this competition in Leinster. Um, they were 5 1 up after the first couple of minutes. James Butler making up for last time. The two wing forwards, Butler and Gruffley, just took that um, score man- mantle on by themselves. And they had three points apiece in the first half. Um, as they went in 7-6 ahead but to be fair to uh, the Vincents they rallied back just at the end of the first half um, they got four, did they get four in a row? yeah four in a row uh, and then the final point from Ryan Hand uh, but overall they were very very disappointing they were poor Lemons just blew them off the field then starting the second half the, the Emmons landed one four let me see what did they score? yeah one Four, one seven in a row, one six in a row. Sorry, one six, two six in a row, <laughs> two six in a row. Um, to no score, and the boys got the last three points in the game. But uh, Tyg Downey comes off the bench. Andrew Mooney plays a wonderful um, crossfield ball, um, really lovely diagonal floater. Downey gets the ball in behind his marker, shimmies and turns, buries at the bottom corner. Then Keel O'Neill whips the ball across and Evan English, what's he doing up there? Gets the flick on it into the net. And there's a couple of black cards towards the end. Actually, Evan got a black card towards the end as well. But um, they were just full of confidence. James Butler's lovely flick um, was just outstanding. Um, really good moment. And it was just it was just a really, really good performance. They were just... Completely outclassed the Mead opponents. They'll go on there and play the Offaly champion, Crumbleoak. That'll be a way. So it'll be nice to get. It's sometimes it's nice to get away and play in Leinster. You go and make the way trip, get the bus down. Maybe you might be able to get the bus down now with COVID. You probably have to get the separate cars on the way down. But still, there's that crack and that novelty of, of, of going the whole way down, uh, representing your club and your county. And the, the two clubs did very well today in, or over the weekend in doing that, um, I have to say. So congratulations to both. They've certainly made statement statement victories. They'll um, be definitely right up there in terms of favourites for the championship. Yeah, even the Martins, I know you might think, Jesus, that's getting far ahead of yourself there. But look at they're playing well as well as anyone. They're on form. 
they really want to do well as their first year in, in Leinster um, the, when you look at it a lot of those um, Glenelm Spice they would have played in Leinster before probably three times so certainly David Bracken he had an excellent game he was brilliant as in that sweeper role really really uh, really really enjoyed himself Cat Maguire I mentioned him a lot um, a couple of red star mentions during the, during the season of, in the championship he was brilliant at the half Keane Dalbert as well very very good really good all round performance from Glenelm full of confidence teams full of confidence good teams putting away bad teams have just went up to it and that was, that was the case for the two layered teams the under 20 competition is continuing to go um, you had a couple of there wasn't a full round of fixtures on you had um, you had wins big wins for um, Cooley the Mather Grangers Hunterstown combination uh, a, a hell of a draw between um, a hell of a draw between uh, the Brides and the Geraldines so it was a 218 to 412 a uh, couple of other games were postponed. A um, couple of games on tomorrow night. Um, there's one other result I'm missing. Anyway, yes, narrow win for um, for the Mockdis Joes over Stabannon and the Glide uh, combination team. So that's the way it's going. That combination is a really good combination. It's, keep, it's still going. Hopefully it will keep going. Hopefully it will evade all kind of... Covid complications, what have you? Um, but yeah, really good competition. That's going so plenty of football happening. Thanks very much for tuning in. You will hear tomorrow the preview for the Trim Beckins game. Uh, really enjoyed that weekend. Thanks very much for your support and signing up and, and listening to the podcast. Without you, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be kept going at all. And it's uh, it's great to keep that going and keep that serve, keep that content, keep talking football. It's great to talk football in Harland. Um, yeah, so well done to, to to all teams representing your your county very proudly, um, and I will talk to you next week. And if not, I will talk to you during the week on Patreon dot com forward slash Loud and Proud. Good luck. Thanks for listening. Sing it loud, sing it proud.